UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. And uh, I just want to say that the person, the guest I have on today, I've really been looking up to his work for some time. He kind of paved the way for people like myself to do this. He was like one of the first esoteric podcasts I first started watching. And he really like strives to find the truth. And I really honor that. I think it's something that is really worth of worth merit. And who I'm talking about is Chris from Forbidden Knowledge News. And uh, yeah, he's been, he's, he, he's owns the Forbidden Knowledge News Network. Um, I want to give him a big warm welcome to the show. Chris, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Robert. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate it. It's still surreal hearing people say that they've been listening to my show for a long time. It's surreal hearing that anyone has ever listened to my show. I'm very grateful. And thank you for having me on. I get the same feelings. I, I really do. Like when I, when I'm talking about my show, like it's uh it's weird, right? But uh, but I guess we're bringing the truth forward. So you know, mm. I mean, but let me ask you this: like, when did you decide to start Forbidden Knowledge News, and what made you decide to start it? Oh man, this was back in like 2015 or 2016. I it started as a Facebook blog. That's all it was. I just started blogging about some topics I found interesting. I was starting my own awakening, interested in conspiracies and corruption that was happening in the government and paranormal. And I still hadn't really had a a spiritual awakening at that point, but I had started that as a hobby and people found it interesting. So I was like, man, I got to start talking to people who know more about this, this stuff than I do. So eventually I turned it into a a YouTube channel, a video blog, where I started interviewing some of my favorite authors and people that I looked up to and respected the information that they were putting out there. And they gladly came on and it was I was very blessed that they they agreed to do so many of these wonderful uh, guests that I've had over the years and. I eventually became friends with Charlie Robinson and he so he kept saying man you got to turn this into a podcast turn this into a podcast so that's what I did I converted everything to audio turned it into a podcast started forbidden knowledge news officially and it was just all downhill from there and I'm grateful that people are listening yeah, that's awesome. And when you mentioned uh, two of the people that you uh, I've seen you do podcasts with, you mentioned is uh, Charlie Robinson, and then like I guess Corey Hughes is he one of your producers? Yes. Like, yeah. Like I-, I was gonna say, like, how did they shape your perception of like what's really going on in the world? Oh man, it was it's 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 a combination of everybody. I have been blessed enough not to not to f- let myself fall down any specific rabbit hole and and stay focused on that and i've also been blessed to have many different teachers along the way many different brilliant minds um specifically for Corey and charlie charlie's wonderful he opened my eyes to a lot of the ongoing political and geopolitical and social corruption and corporate corruption that's happening in the world and he's he's done many shows with us. In fact, we have a show on our network, Day Zero, that he's a co-host on. And Corey, of course, he's the, uh, I call him the Rain Man of JFK assassination because he seems to know a lot of stuff and just carry a lot of information in his brain. He just finished his book, A Warning from History. So there's fantastic information there, but it's just been a combination of everyone 
because I cover so many different topics. It it even started as just a wide variety of I didn't want to focus on one thing, just like paranormal activity or UFOs or aliens. Although in the beginning, I did focus a good bit on that stuff. It was still branching out into all kinds of topics. And now it's it's even broader. You know, we we cover everything from occult spirituality, parapolitics, current events, uh, health and spirituality, ancient history, everything that you can think of that's not normally covered from your mainstream media outlets or is suppressed information that the, you, you're not supposed to hear these days. Uh, that's what I'm into. And that's what I, I started to, uh, that's what I started to bring other people that were more knowledgeable about the topics than I was. And I learned a lot from everybody, man. And it's, it's great to be able to now that, you know, I'm doing this full time and making a living from it. It's great to be able to, actually make a living by not only doing something you love, but being taught these wonderful uh, topics and being taught all kinds of wonderful information from the most brilliant minds on the planet on a daily basis. So it's, it's, it's surreal. It's, it's a, a great blessing. One of the people that you got to talk to that I, I really like, really liked your episode you did with was Gerald Clark. And I, mm. I, I, I I really like Gerald, and I feel like there should be a place for Gerald in history. Like, yes. I mean, because like you look at like people like Sitchin, and like obviously he was like a pioneer, but then some people kind of like this on his translations now. But like, I still think people think he's a pioneer. But like, what are your thoughts on like before we get into Sitchin? What are your thoughts on Gerald? Like, and how was it interacting with him? Gerald was a, a beautiful human being. Uh, I did I think two or three shows with him. And from the first time we spoke through email, he was just so gracious and willing to speak and willing to talk about any number of topics. And he was a brilliant researcher and author, and he he compounded many ideas and added to many of the of Stitchin's theories uh, that from uh, anything from the Anunnaki, Nibiru, ancient hidden history aspects to spirituality. He added so much to those fields and was a brilliant man. And uh, like I said, my uh, you know he's going to be very, very much missed in this community. And I actually did a um, a tribute show with all uh, the interviews I did to him put together uh, after I think it was this was a uh, last year or the year before. Uh, but I, I learned a, an incredible amount from him about the possible nature of human origins about our spiritual origins, about the possibilities of extraterrestrials life on different planets and what we consider the Anunnaki mythos. So he was he was brilliant in all those fields. Yeah, one thing I liked about Gerald was that he wasn't like afraid to take it to the New World Order like level. Like mm. he would talk about the Anunnaki, but he kind of tied it into like the New World Order too, right? Yes. Yeah, he tied it into modern aspects. He did a great job of comparing old mythologies to everything that we see rolling out today. And this was even before the COVID era when he was picking apart some of these things. And he made a lot of predictions about what would be happening in the future based on the information he was discussing and looking into. So very, very prolific as well and uh, very pro prophetic in some ways. Yeah, he even made predictions about like the Kazarian Mafia and stuff like that, mm. which was like before that was before I even heard about them. And then I I heard a little bit about them on like Sam. I listened to Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat. I mean, mm. did you do you get into the Kazars and like Tataria and all that stuff? I have done a couple of episodes. I've not done my own research into any of that, but I do think that there is an aspect of tartaria that has some some merit to it but i think that there's that we, it's very hard to tell anything about our history look at it's hard to tell two years ago it's hard to tell a year ago baby they're rewriting history as we go yeah. so when we're trying to decipher ancient history you know a hundred thousands of years ago it's almost possible to understand what is really going on. It's all written by the most powerful people and the victors in history, and it's based on their perception. And sometimes it's it's not even based on their perception. It's based on what they wanted the public to know, and it could be completely false. So it's very difficult to decipher history. I think there is a lot of missing pieces. I think that what we have been told 
about the linear aspects of our history do not make sense. There's a lot of pieces that don't fit together. And I I do think that there is a group of people that you would call Kazarians that have infiltrated certain religions and certain groups of people and certain ethnic groups and adopted their their belief system as their own or at least claim to and infiltrated many areas of these 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 spiritual groups and became very powerful over the years and have a lot of influence i believe in modern times but we don't call them kazarians in modern times they've branched off into many different uh powerful groups of people and i think that that's that's the problem is we're facing right now is many people laser focus on certain groups you know oh we, we got it's the jews it's this the jesuit it's 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 all there's so many different groups powerful groups of people from many different types of ethnicities and religions that come together to do evil on this planet honestly that uh conspire and it's not just one group of people so i think that that causes a lot of problems in the conspiracy realm trying to focus on one certain group of people and blame it all on them when there's really many groups to blame and it's a it's like a, a never-ending onion trying to peel through some of the layers of this stuff and try and understand who's pulling what strings where and i think there's on top of that different factions that are battling out for the control of our perception and control of humanity in general so it gets very convoluted at times so you're it's, I, I get what you're saying i think it's like so you could have like cesareans at the top they're kind of uniting with like Zionists that are uniting with Nazis, that are uniting with the Vatican, they yeah. all come together at the top to bring evil down to us, and we're not getting it because we have a, a small. You know, and not, it, it might necessarily like these guys in their perception. Maybe they don't think it's evil. Maybe they think it's for the best of the planet. Maybe some groups think it's evil. Maybe some groups think they're saving humanity. I think it's different factions that have different ideas of where they want humanity to go where they want our culture to go uh and they will implement different agendas to get us there but maybe they do they come together at davos and they come together at the world economic forum and get together and spank each other and try and uh put different <laughs> agendas uh, across to rule the world i don't know but i think there are different groups with different agendas in mind i agree um now one thing i wanted to talk to you about was the anunnaki because it, it's a huge thing like it's a huge thing that there's a lot of different people saying a lot of different things but like one of the two most credible people that i interviewed i, I got to interview michael tellinger but then i i but, but I, one of the ones i really look forward to is matt lacroix and jason mm. marquez and they have a little bit different like ideas on what they think is going on with that like, i think jason thinks that like Anunnaki were more from like inner earth whereas matt might think they're like more of like an extraterrestrial species like where do you lay on that or do you even not even kind of take a side you kind of just try to put the pieces together i really don't take a side i honestly i have no idea and that is the that is the take i i have for many of these topics i really don't know but i have theories i have my own uh possibilities that i look into and as far as the Anunnaki, this is one of those things that has changed for me over the years, as well as UFOlogy in general, uh, the, as, as well as the nature of our reality in space. These things are constantly evolving and shifting and changing for me, and I look at it in different ways depending on what information I'm getting. But as far as the Anunnaki that also goes back to the existence of aliens and everything like that. And who, and or what are the Anunnaki? Are they spiritual beings? Are they archetypes? Are they egregores? Are they aliens? Are they demons? I don't know, but I think that there is something to the, the, the possibility that there is a very advanced group of humanoids, uh, a group of maybe just advanced humans that used to live in the, in our ancient past that had a lot of influence and power that we might have called Anunnaki, and that may have, uh, in certain ways, with their their scientific uh, developments and with the technology that they had at the time, might have altered humanity in certain ways, might have enslaved a lesser class of humanity, or maybe these ancient humans 
actually created what we know as modern homo sapiens sapiens and used us as a slave class and maybe we got too big for our britches all those are possibilities in my mind as as far as the the uh, the off planet possibilities this has shifted a lot for me because there is many areas of the UFO topic in general that has been infiltrated by certain groups, and we have had a lot of culture creation going into the perception that they want us to have about – seemingly that they want us to have about UFOs, especially for the past few years and just the past few months with the the, the balloons that they're shooting down now. I don't know what's going on with that if it's just a major distraction, but I do know that UFOs have been propped up into the consciousness more and more from mainstream entities like our own government. We have Pentagon departments looking into it. We have very high-profile people that are inserted into the UFO community, and it seems like they want to get the public thinking in a certain way about UFOs. Now, there could be a bunch of different reasons for this. Some people think it's a psychological operation to bring on a fake UFO invasion for the next big agenda to to further enslave the masses. That's one. One is that they really are aliens, that they want to get ahead of the possibility of them coming and just showing up and us freaking out. So they have to slowly disclose that, yes, there are aliens Another one is we have extremely advanced technology from whatever means, whether we reverse engineered it from aliens or extraterrestrials or they ever gotten from spiritual channeling. I think we have very uh, exotic technology that maybe they want to start to roll out more and more. And the only way they can do that is, uh, yeah, we've got it from aliens. I think aliens have been also a big scapegoat for our U.S. government since the the 1940s since world war ii since the big boom of ufos in the 40s and 50s i think roswell may have been a psychological operation as well now there's no way for us me to prove any of this stuff but it seems like more and more that the not only were like aliens being blamed for things for acts of war for sightings it's always you know if, if it's not another country they're blaming aliens for it and this has been kind of like that uh, that same way of either blaming another country or we don't know what it is it's a ufo it's been like that for decades and it seems to be ramping up now again so there i and i don't trust anything that comes out of our government or the mainstream media they don't have the best track record of ever telling the truth ever so it's it's a difficult one to decipher it's an interesting one but i i think that there are uh what we would call extraterrestrials i don't know if they are in they're off planet i don't know if they're in a different spectrum just beyond what we can perceive with our vision if they're underground like you said if they're underwater uh, but I do think there are other intelligent non-human entities very intelligent non-human entities that exist that have interacted with us in the past but that's not what they're showing us on the news at night so no you're know. right do you so what are your thoughts on like the abductions that happened or the, the, like there's like that big abduction wave that happened in like 80s 70s 80s 90s 2000s like we don't hear about them as much anymore that's kind of hmm. why it has me scratching my head about the, the topic. well yeah, yeah this is a big one now this is one that i've been considering more and more that it is a psychological operation. I'm not saying I'm not trying to discount anyone's abduction story. I'm not trying to say it doesn't happen. I'm not trying to say people aren't taken by non-human entities. But there has been more and more evidence showing that the military is involved with black projects, the blackest of black projects when it comes to uh, still ongoing mind control experiments, uh, military abductions of people. And in many of these scenarios where people are being abducted, they will not only see what they perceive as a gray alien or an extraterrestrial, but a man in a uniform, military person that is either standing by or involved in some way with the abduction. 
and this is not across the board, not every time, but in enough cases to make you wonder, well, what is really going on here? I do believe the military has taken people and in order to perpetuate the the UFO alien agenda, in order to probably implant false memories into these people's minds so that they will tell us these abduction, these fantastic abduction stories. And then they'll go to conferences and tell thousands of people about it and it'll get out into the consciousness and people will be like, Oh, this is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not the the best thought. It's not, um, I would hate it if this was, you know, true across the board, if we were all being duped by our own government from a psychological operation to make us believe there are aliens and they're going to the links of kidnapping people and torturing them and implanting false memories. That would be awful. You know, I would much rather it be extraterrestrials that are actually coming take us and, you know, having hybrid children with us and all the wonderful stories we hear, but more and more it, the, the evidence is pointing to there may be something more nefarious, more with a human hand to it but like i said i don't think it's across the board there are many other i think uh the more positive abduction stories we're not even abduction contact stories the ones that we're hearing where people are having etheric or astral experiences out-of-body experiences with entities that are that are non-physical that can't be mistaken for for gray aliens or military more angelic experiences seemingly more spiritual experiences i've had my own experience like this so I this i can speak that. to yeah this i can speak to and this i believe is a genuine what's genuine contact experience now whether these are extraterrestrials or something else i don't for me i think it was something else i've come to understand my own experience as what I made contact with as my spirit guides. And yeah, I can get into that if you want. It's uh it, it's a kind of long story. So I'll cut it, I'll cut it down to as, as short as I can. And it was the first contact I had was after I started my show. I hadn't I had no paranormal experiences growing up. Not that I know of. I had sleep paralysis after my 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 first marriage, but it was um I didn't think of anything at the time. Now looking back, I think there was something to it. But as far as my contact experience, this was about two and a half years ago, maybe. This was before I moved to Colorado and right before I started doing Forbidden Knowledge News full time. Uh, I was going through a bad breakup at the time, and I was still working in my corporate job that I absolutely hated. And it was it was a rough time in my life, and I was trying to meditate at the time wasn't working too well. My mind was just racing. I, I really wasn't good at it at the time. And, and this was right before my, you know, this actually was the cusp of my, my spirit, real spiritual awakening or the first level of my spiritual awakening. One night after um, I go home from work, I'm talking to a neighbor in my backyard and I look up and there's like three, there's three bright orange flames in a triangular formation, just slowly going up in the sky and I'm trying to get my neighbor's attention. He doesn't pay it. He's not even looking. He's oblivious to it. And right when I look back up, they just disappeared. They looked like they were about to shoot up and just blip off into nothing. It, maybe it took off so fast I couldn't see it. And I just I didn't think much of it. I was like, wow, that's interesting. That might have been UFO. I'll file it in the interesting folder. And I just went uh, went along with my evening. Um, well, later on, I decide to do some meditation. And I took advice from people that I was asking because I was, you know, talking about how I couldn't do it. It wasn't working for me. So they uh, they told me to put on some tones and different things that I could do to enhance the experience. And I did. And it worked. Within a few minutes, I was in a deep meditative state, more relaxed than I've ever been. There was such peace and just calmness and blackness around me. But it was so calm. And all of a sudden, it felt like my consciousness just shot off and into like this tunnel or like it felt like my consciousness was traveling through this tunnel or portal at incredible speeds. And towards the end of this tunnel, um, I started getting downloaded information, incredible everything like about myself, about mathematics, science. And I didn't understand any of it. At the, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, and it was just an incredible dump of information about all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure that I unpacked some of it and I'm probably still unpacking some of what whatever came through there. 
after that, it was peaceful, calm again. I'm in my meditative state and I'm actually just laying in my bed. And all of a sudden I can feel like just this, it felt like love, feel like beautiful tingling feeling of love. And at the same time, this feeling gets stronger and stronger. I can see in my subconscious vision, this blue light just heading towards getting closer to my 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 third eye whatever my uh subconscious vision is it envelops me and i can feel just this amazing feeling of love it was beyond anything i've ever i thought you know i love my parents i thought i knew what love was no this was love like this is the the definition of love it felt like i was on some kind of drug too because it was just overwhelming and I'm like, what is going on in this? The uh, this voice had a dialogue. It spoke to me. It was psychic communication, and it's like, uh, hello. <laughs> and I I got nervous at the time. I I, uh, I grew up Catholic, reverted to some childhood dogma. And I was like, what's going on? in the name of Christ? Are you good? And <laughs> you know, I called it out, and as before, I could even finish asking if it was beaming these feelings of love, and it, I felt like it was laughing. It was like, yes, I'm good. Um, you know, just so reassuring. And I just immediately let my guard down. And I was, uh, <clears throat> it's like, well, who are you? What is this? Is like, well, we're ready. To, uh, you can call me, uh, call me whatever you'd like. You wouldn't be able to pronounce my name. <laughs> uh, and I just, I remember calling it Laird. I had a, a cousin that I grew up with named Laird. And we can continue to have a communication, uh, a conversation. And it was so amazing. I remember telling this voice this entity this intelligence that i love the way we we're talking i wish i could talk to everyone like this it was so efficient it was you know like before i could even finish a thought it knew what i was saying and responding and i was hearing its response and feeling its response it was like a combination of emotions and mental images that would just automatically form the sentence or phrase it was incredible and it was instantaneous um and we we went on to talk for hours and one part of this, I I was in a meditative state. I was laying in my bed, eyes closed, and then all of a sudden, I just for some reason, I pop up and my eyes are open. I'm like, shit! I think I just lost everything. I screwed. I've lost the the connection. Well, no, this voice was still there talking to me, and I'm like, oh, this is great. So I started to walk around my house, having a conversation, internal dialogue with whatever this is. Now I now have an understanding after you know lots of. Uh, internalizing and looking into this and talking to people about it, that it's my, that it was my spirit guide or a form of my higher self or spirit or ancestors. One of these things, it's a possibility. So uh, at first I thought I was talking to an alien, you know, um, I'm always open to change my perception if new information comes along. So the conversation went on for a couple hours. It consisted mainly of this entity telling me to heal childhood traumas quit my job, pursue the podcast. And like, it just would, uh, you know, the main, it was, it was really beating down the fact that I had to quit my job and heal childhood traumas. That was like the most important part of the conversation. Seemingly this was also right when COVID hit, like right when COVID hit and it told me the world was going to change forever, that I would have to prepare in many ways and it's in my best interest to do some spiritual development and to if to um how should i put it? to experiment with psychedelics and it went on to explain that psychedelics would help in to uh, facilitate a much broader and easier communication with these entities and others i would find out later so um yeah, this this was uh, about two or three hour conversation. It eventually just faded away, and I couldn't make a connection with it anymore. And it was incredible. I was, uh, you know, I was ecstatic. I was, but I still doubted it. I was like, maybe I was having an acid flashback. Maybe this is just something. Maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> so uh, the the next day, I tried it again. The meditation didn't work. Third day, I got a intuitive feeling to do it, but in water in the bathtub. So I did this time was absolutely incredible. Like I was in me almost immediately in a deep meditative state and I had my tones on this time in, uh, when I was in the deepest state of meditation, I relived a, it was like a childhood memory. I, um, I was all of a sudden in a, 
family, childhood family, friends, home, and I relived a traumatizing event. And when I came out of that, my guide was there again uh, and explained to me that I had to to go through that and remember that in order to proceed with my own evolution, my spiritual evolution. And it was a very traumatic event. Uh, I was processing a lot of uh, kind of grief at that time. And Laird, my spirit guide, continues to speak with me. And I ask, I think I remember asking, uh, you know, what are you? Where are you from? What are you doing? I remember it saying that we either spread or help people realize Christ consciousness across the universe or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it said. And at this point, I'm in I'm in my bathtub and my eyes are closed. But again, I open my eyes and it's the it's still the connection. I can still communicate with this entity. Um, and I'm looking around my bathtub, my bathroom, and just like the first time, it's like everything had a, a strange shine to it. It looked kind of dreamy. Uh, but this time I close my eyes again, and I when I close my eyes this time, I, it looks like I'm on a – I can only describe it as a large spacecraft. The The ground is like gunmetal gray. There's massive windows, and I can see out into space. There's different levels, balconies. And I open my eyes. I'm in my bathroom. Close my eyes. I'm back on – this looks like it's a craft. And all of a sudden, I start feeling these amazing feelings of love again, but I can tell it's from different entities. It's multiple feelings of love. And I see uh, – I, I start to see manifest in front of me these little hooded, um, etheric, hybrid human-looking animal creatures. They had a bird hybrid. They had a frog hybrid. They had a dog hybrid. Like they were, But they were all very regal-looking in these green etheric robes, and they were kind of see-through and – I, you know, like I said, now I have an understanding. These were my spirit guides and they all came through, had a very profound conversation, asked if I was ready to have some sort of task that I had been, um, to something that I had to fulfill. And I really don't remember exactly. Cause I was actually crying at this point. I was so emotional. It was such a profound experience. Uh, and then eventually this experience faded. I got more downloads on what I have to do in the future to achieve my goals and and continue my development. Um, a third experience happened the next day where I was I tried it again because I was in a uh, it was in a great state of pain because I have I have stomach issues and I ate the wrong thing. And usually when this happens, I'm like out for days. I can't move. I'm in extreme pain. Uh, well, since then, I've I've actually been able to to get rid of that. But this was the first time I've experienced this type of healing. I, I went into a meditative state. I was in extreme pain, and the the my my guide shows up. I was like, "Can you heal me?" And they're like, "No, but you can heal yourself." And as soon as like as soon as it spoke that, and I felt the feelings of love, it was gone. The the pain, the sickness, everything, and. That was one of my big confirmations that there's got to be something to this. So uh, within a couple of months, I quit my job, took my life savings, moved to Colorado, and started doing Forbidden Knowledge News full time. Now, at this time, this show was not, you know, we were, it wasn't, you know, it, we weren't making any money off it, that's for sure. And within a couple of months of doing this and moving to Colorado, we just – it started happening. We would look at the revenue and, oh, my gosh, we can pay rent this month. And then a few months would go by. Oh, my gosh, we can pay rent and eat this month. This is insane. And that just kept getting better and better. And while I was in Colorado, I started growing magic mushrooms. They're legal here now, and I've started experimenting with vision quests. Are they like really my, legal there now? They are, Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. I, I just yeah. thought weed was legal there. Oh, it's, they just legalized it this year, but uh, last year it was decriminalized. I shouldn't have been growing them, but yes, I grew them a little bit last year. Uh, but yeah, in, in the year before. But that's what I was using for my uh, my vision quests and as as the guidance of my spirit guides. And through these experiences were the most profound experiences I've ever had in my life. You know, not only would I facilitate very easy contact with spirit guides, but I also made contact with other intelligences that possibly be, could be what you consider extraterrestrial. 
angelic, um, other celestial, be very powerful beings. I was able to channel information from from beings, and all of this this led me along my path and, and able to achieve everything that I've achieved because these experiences weren't about partying. They weren't about finding out the future of global events or anything like that. It was about me. It's about my development. It was about my healing my childhood traumas and getting to where I wanted to be in my own, my own life process. And that, and I, you know, I, I owe everything to the magic mushrooms. It was like having a therapist and my spirit guides in my head for like eight hours at a time, yelling all the things that I need to look at and making me face those things. And it's, it was a great experience and I do not recommend psychedelics to anyone, but for me personally, that's what they did for me. It was a great experience. And for many people it is, it's a very, it's a very healing, um, plant medicine. It's great for trauma. It's great for healing from past trauma. It's great for, if you have addictions, it's, it's great for, any type of uh, neural pathway connections that have been lost through traumatic experiences over the years. And I was going to um, say, they I, say that the psychedelics, I'm sorry, they say that the psychedelics create new neuro, they say that like shrooms in yeah. general, they like create new neuro pathways in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I've heard. Yes, it, yes. There's, they're still doing studies on these, but. They will be eventually opening clinics here in Colorado for for therapeutic purposes using magic mushrooms. And I've interviewed um, Dennis McKenna before. And some of the things that it happens in a person's brain while under the effects is incredible. And it's not like there's more activity occurring that would be causing these visions or anything. There's less activity in the brain. It just allows – I believe it allows an opening – to i mean what you would call a different realm a different akashic records a different field of energy that will connect you to everything that is outside of yourself it's like it activates a part of your brain antenna that's not that hasn't uh that's usually not receiving some of that information so you think it could, yeah. you could even say that it could be activating junk dna or do you think you have to go steps above to do something like that like, i couldn't tell you that one man all i know is I mean, I've, I feel like I have, I am, I feel like I'm better connected. I feel like I have um, a more, a way more awareness of everything, not only things spiritual, but just what's happening around me, what's happening inside me, my health, my friends, very, very intuitive. But the intuition really started after my first uh, contact experience after that, those meditative experiences that kind of blew up a lot, blew open a lot of those um, intuitive feelings for me. And I can't even go into some like, like Walmart. I can't, I will get sick if I go into Walmart, uh, just from the frequency, <laughs> the combination of frequencies and people's just, you know, uh, emotions and, and muck that they're putting out there. I can't take it. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was the start of my journey. And if you want, I've had, <laughs> I have a couple of, well, at least one psychedelic experience that was the most incredible experience of my life and terrifying experience of my life. Oh, I'd and... love to hear it because I use psychedelics <laughs> myself. Like, I'm, they're not legal here, but I, I, told, I said this on one of my shows. I said, like, you know, when I was in my teenage years, I took LSD and shrooms to party. And then in my 20s, probably to party. But then as my 30s came and I started getting into this, and now I'm 42 or 43. But like, you know, I started like, doing it for like consciousness expansion and i started realizing the beneficial nature of them and i really do see a much a really beneficial i'd love to hear your story yeah yeah i same here i was i used them i used lsd and sometimes magic mushrooms as a teenager for party purposes uh but i quit in my early 20s didn't even think about it for years it wasn't even on the radar until my i had my experience my spirit guide said this will help you so this was uh, this experience I'm about to tell you about happened. Um, it only happened about twelve, uh, maybe nine months ago, and it was uh, after uh, numerous uh, vision quests. And I have um, I, w I had moved to I just moved to Fort Collins where I actually live now, and it was it was in my new house, and I was with my ex girlfriend, and she. Um, 
she had never done magic, any kind of psychedelics before, but she wanted to. She wanted to have an experience. So I facilitated. I just gave her a small amount, just a, just a regular small dose. I had taken my normal dose of like two or three grams. And for if, if she didn't feel anything. Long story short, she, they didn't hit her at all. I ended up giving her like up to five grams and she didn't feel jack oh my nothing. God, that's a lot. Yeah, and it was incredible. Like I've never met anyone that just didn't. So we didn't figure out what was going on with that. But that's not the, the story really. It was a weird part of it. Um, so I am under the influence. It's obviously affecting me. I, you know, it, I've, um, I had grown these myself. They were very potent and, and, uh, there was, you know, it was a great experience until what happened. <laughs> so <clears throat> we decided since she's not feeling anything, I'm not going to walk her through anything, but why don't she, why doesn't she try to, uh, walk me through some childhood trauma. She uh, she does she did therapy. She is, was a psychic medium. She is a psychic medium. She's helped people do regressions and things like that before. So this was nothing new to her, um, except I was on magic mushrooms, which might have been a little different. But it actually worked. What we were doing, we were, uh, she located a childhood trauma. She walked me through it. I had no recollection of this memory before we started exploring this. The memory came up. We were able to release the trauma from that memory, but what I didn't realize is, and she didn't realize, is there was a very powerful, nasty spirit attachment that was attached to that trauma. After we thought we had released the trauma, um, this thing made itself known. My girlfriend was speaking to me, and I, I, you know, I thought it was all good. I was having a great time with her. And all of a sudden, what she was saying started to not make sense, and it started to get very dark and strange. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something along the lines of, yeah, I came to this planet a long time ago, and I attached myself to you, and I helped you grow. I helped you get to where you are today. I helped you achieve everything you're doing, and now you want to get rid of me? And She's like, you don't love me anymore, and as soon as she said that, I shit you not, she shapeshifted into like an eight foot tall rep reptilian like dragon demon being. Oh my god. Huge teeth. Yeah, right. I've now I have to also preface this done psychedelics many, 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 many times, high doses, up to five, six grams. I've never had a hallucinogenic experience like this. I mean, I'll see the traces, I'll see, you know, breathing and your normal st stuff, but I never had any like, you know, where I just lost touch of reality and something like that happened. She shaped and she even grew and like she started following me around the house and I would look back and she was still this <laughs> oh reptilian. The worst part about it is my whole house changed at this point. It turned into a dungeon and like they had bars on the windows. I look outside and the sky is blood red. And I'm like running around, everything's different, dingy, moldy, disgusting. And then I'm like, all right, you know what happened? I died. I died and I'm in hell right now. That's the only explanation I have. I died, I'm in hell, and I just have to get used to this. This, this is what's going into my mind. I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. So I'm finally like, all right, we got to figure something out. I have to get her to stop following me because I'm freaking out because a reptilian's following me around the house. So I run to my, I run to my shower. I lock the bathroom door and I start running hot water in myself. And I'm just sitting in the shower, like, oh, what is going on? Am I stuck in this realm? What is this? Did I die? And I start praying. I'm just like, God, help me. Just yeah, start praying. And all the about a few seconds after I start praying, I feel this massive rumble, like from within myself. And I hear a voice say, "No, you're being deceived." Same time I hear that voice, I start puking up black goo, like just this black, what? thick substance. As I, I'm sitting there puking it up, and as I'm puking it up, the lights start flickering and flashing. As soon as I get it all up, boom, everything turns back to normal. Like my house is brighter and beautiful than ever. I'm not even under the influence of mushrooms anymore. I'm like feeling like totally normal, but like really good and really happy. I feel like there's this very powerful, loving presence in the room with me. It was incredible. And I go outside and my ex-girlfriend is in a meditative sta uh, state. She's sitting on the bed and she's like, yeah, you, you had a spirit attachment that came out and took over your perception for a little bit. I had to call upon our Archangel Michael and Gabriel to come help me out. And it was at the same time that she was doing that, that I started 
you know, puking up that stuff. The, I wish I could have saved it, man. It went straight down the, the, the bathtub drain. It was like thick as crude oil and disgusting. And it tasted so nasty. But after that, I felt so incredible. I felt so amazing. And I do think that the, that whenever we're under the influence of psychedelics, that it is, it's opening up our perception to something else. Well, wait, I, I got do a believe... question. Do you, do you think that some, some three letter agency might've gotten to your apartment or house and like, like put strychnine on your shrooms? And without <laughs> you, uh, you know, it's everything's possible, man. But, uh, you know, I, I doubt it. Um, I think that what happened was what I'm, what happened was exactly what I said. Like we did this, this, regression to release childhood trauma and there was a spirit guide attached i mean a, a spirit attachment a nasty demonic spirit attachment or reptilian whatever you want to call it that was attached to that event that was with me holding me back from certain aspects in my life my whole life and when she went in and released it this entity did not like that so in its last ditch effort to get me to accept it back in it showed itself to me and it took like it showed itself to me by taking over my perception, making me see that my girlfriend was it and changing the perception of my house. And until I started praying, calling upon God, uh, any type of spiritual deity that is of the light, that is of a positive nature, that's when it and in combination with my ex-girlfriend doing her ritual of getting rid of this this deity by calling upon her her uh, archangels those combination of those things was able to actually finally get rid of that spirit attachment and i felt so amazing after that i felt so incredible and then another kind of story along the same lines didn't happen to me but it makes me it makes me believe that there is definitely something to uh, the fact that these these psychedelics open up our perception to a different realm to just something different and we're able to not only perceive it but maybe communicate with things in that realm hey do you know who steven snyder is aka recluse no no i gotta I, he's I gotta... uh he's a great author he's written a few books um but he was telling me a story about he was on psychedelics again, and it was magic mushrooms and it was the tail end of his experience he was actually coming down and he had to go do something at like uh, meet his girlfriend at a child's um, birthday party or something like that. And when he got there, he noticed the room was kind of misty. The kids were all running around, looked normal, looked like a child's birthday party. But then all of a sudden he looked to one corner of the room and there is a group of eight foot tall gray aliens seemingly examining these kids, looking around, walking around doing something with little technology and they notice him. And it's like when they noticed him, they had this look like you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to notice us. Why are you seeing us? They were all confused. Like, why are you looking at us? And he had to leave that, that area because he was so freaked out because it was so real. He said, these were, they looked like physical beings that were there. This wasn't like a normal um, magic mushroom hallucination. You know, he's the same way as me. He doesn't have these profound visions or or crazy hallucinations whenever he's on the un under the influence, even large amounts. But this time was very different, and I think that it just depends on where we're at in our perception and what's happening at the time. That some sometimes we can flip and just see these different realms. I was going to say, do you so? Do you think that like all these beings are like possibly real like like grays and reptilians it's just a matter of our perception just being able to tap into their frequency it's almost like i'm trying yeah. to say like that the psychedelic realm and the astral realm might be like one and the same i think that there's a connection there man i think that the psychedelics do kind of blur those lines and connect those types of realms uh i think that ayahuasca being one of the most and dmt being two of the most powerful and potent i have not done ayahuasca i have done dmt but immediately have you ever done dmt i've done it it didn't work for me my, okay. i saw my friend do it though and it, yeah it, it, well, it did work for me and immediately i i was out of body and i was interacting with this being that was multicolored and looked like a pharaoh 
And it was about, you know, a 10 minute interaction. It handed me an onk and then it faded away and I woke <laughs> up. So all it's, it, I think that there is definitely something in ayahuasca. People, you hear people say that they make a connection with mother ayahuasca, the spirit of the plant, that they actually see this spirit and interact with it and it heals them. Um, I think that we are being actually um, in a way... I don't want to say transported, but our consciousness is melding with these different realms and different spectrums. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Right. Like, I mean, like, especially like, I, I, I guess that's why a lot of times people like when they have a shaman, like when they do like these ayahuasca journeys, but then sometimes they say the shamans are like crooked. Like I heard that too. Like, oh. Have Here's the thing. That? Yeah, I I would never recommend anyone going to uh ayahuasca retreat. I've heard horrible things about these a lot of too many of them. I've heard great things about some. But here's the thing. You don't need a lot of it's just a a, a scam. It's just for these shamans to get your money. You can do these things. I, I definitely would recommend having a babysitter. I'd recommend some having someone there with you, but you don't need it's like it's like a telling it's like telling us that we need a priest to find God, that we need yeah. the priest class to talk to. No, you can do the. You're supposed to experience these things on your own if you're ready, if you are in the right place, and if you have someone there with you that can make sure you're not gonna, you know, jump out a building or anything. But I think that what the a lot of these uh, ayahuasca retreats and shamans and all that stuff is doing is they're just taking advantage of you and they're not doing anything that you can't do for yourself because it's a it's a self journey anyway, man. There's nothing that anyone else can do for you when it comes to your own mental healing and trauma healing and what happens during a psychedelic experience. Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's, that's really well said. Um, the, the last question I have for you is, before we go is, um, what are some of your favorite conspiracies and what do you think that the most provable are? Like, like, I, like you know, when you think like Operation Northwoods, Gulf of Tonkin, uh, 9-11, Antarctica, like, what are your favorite ones to cover and which ones do you think are the most provable? There, there's been so many that have been not not only provable, but proven it's just in the past couple of years. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any anyone in particular. I mean, 9-11 is one of those that I believe it it changed the fabric of our reality. We have these these large events that are stepping stones to where we are right now. First, we have World War II. We have Vietnam War, JFK assassination. Now, these are all, I mean, they are all events that on some level have been either manipulated or initiated by these powerful groups of people, globalists, elitists, the ones that have steered humanity forever. So all of these events, JFK assassination, then you go to modern times, you have the Iraq war, and then we have the new boogeyman, the COVID boogeyman, and now we're teetering on another World War III boogeyman, and what now? We got a UFO invasion possibly? There's all these events that are it's stepping stones. They, I think that they're using each and every one of these conspiracy theories to to shift humanity's perception in different ways slowly one step at a time one large staged event at a time until they have us right where they want us right in this little tiny box this technocratic dystopic box where they can have complete control over us and where we're not the same humans that we are now where we're much more controllable we're much weaker where we are what they consider their new alchemical perfect man, which is also genderless and also a part of technology. We're also going to be what you would consider merged with the Borg, assimilated. They want us in this these metaverse-like realities, like a simulation within a simulation, because I do believe our reality is... I hate this the word simulation theory, but a holographic type of simulation it or or something that is 
here for us for our own spiritual development and it is the non-physical realm but that's a, a totally different show but yeah that's the idea of everything that they do all the the large events that have happened is to eventually mold us into something that they can siphon all of our energy from have complete control over and they can have their new type of um their new era of the perfect human like i just said the alchemical human and they can have complete control of everything but the good news is I think they're moving way too fast for all of this. I think that a lot of the ideologies that they've just tried to to push on us in the past couple of years are not sticking. People don't want this stuff. People aren't ready for some of these agendas. Not only aren't they ready, they never will be because it's non-human. It's anti-human. We have anti-human agendas being rolled out right now. Uh, we have depopulation uh, and eugenics agendas and everything in the end is, is to ideally, just like I said, keep us in that box. They're trying to round us up into cities, keep us out of countries. They want us to think we're overpopulated when all you have to do is drive between Colorado and California to see that there's nothing but open land everywhere. It's just an illusion that they get everyone in the cities and they think we're overpopulated. So there's multi-layers to everything that's happening. But like I said, people are waking up. Uh, people aren't ready for some of this stuff. We have a lot of non-participation in some of these agendas. But I think non-participation is the first step. The awakening is another part of the, this first step. But we need to take the next step and actually start doing something and put action towards the conversations that we've been having start actually implementing some of these ideas that we've been talking about you know like starting our own communities uh exiting out of this matrix not participating um not participating in in some of the centralized crypto things that they're trying to roll out not participating in some of the social media things and these large platforms and finally i just want to say just support your independent platforms that are that are trying and your independent media creators that are trying to come out and they're say getting booted off youtube and the larger platforms if we simply just put in a different web address and support some of the more independent and up and coming platforms that do have our best interest and that we want to see the future of entertainment go support more of those instead of your dystopic large platforms that want to censor and keep us right where we're at right now man so yeah i was gonna say about well, one thing you and i have in common we're both on rock i, I haven't mm. done i i just kind of use it as a backup right now like i haven't been posting premium content on there like i've been using that and rumble as a backup like in case anything would ever happen to my youtube but like are you finding a lot of success with Rockfin? Do you like it? I love Rockfin. Well, see, I knew for a long time I was going to be booted from YouTube. It just happened a couple of weeks ago. I thought it happened a long time ago, but we started pushing everyone to Rockfin a long time ago, and we started doing premium and content and everything. And yeah, I, I I highly recommend doing premium content and pushing more people there because it pays off, man. You know, you you get a little bit extra revenue, and it's a great platform. It's you know you ain't gonna have the censorship. You don't have to worry about being kicked off of there. And there's a great group of people like massive group of content creators on rockfin so that's a that's a wonderful place to support everybody for sure yeah i always tell people when they sign up for Rockfin, they get like my channel they get your channel they get like sam tripoli like you know he does the tinfoil mm -hmm. hat podcast they get Lindsay charman they get um i can't even think of i know there's a lot of people on there right uh, yeah yeah oh yeah there's tons of people yeah it's rockfin.com and go and check out everybody and uh, you can get a free account and you get everybody's regular content for free and that's tons and tons of stuff and you just uh if you want the premium account sign up and you get everyone's premium content as well so are you booted off youtube completely oh yeah they they, they took me off no traces of forbidden knowledge news on youtube yeah oh wow i'm sorry it sucks man. Uh, it's all good like i said i had been expecting it working towards it for a long time i would I, almost every show i would announce you know get off youtube we're going to be kicked off there any moment and i've been doing that for a couple of years so hopefully i was able to move 90 percent, maybe oh, i don't know maybe more of my audience to the podcast and to rockfin i mean there's a lot of subscribers that i'm sure i'm missing i had like thirty-two thousand subscribers on youtube that 
poof or gone. But I'm hoping that most of those people listened to me over the years and and traversed out of there. Yeah, I knew you were on Rockman, but I just didn't know that you were you weren't on YouTube. Like, it I, just I was happened like, last week, man. Last week, booted. Oh wow. Yeah, that's insane. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I've just been putting up clips on YouTube. So, you know, for the past year or so, I'd, I'd put maybe one or two full episodes that were very safe, YouTube safe, but it was just mostly clips saying, hey, go to these other platforms. So, yeah. Well, this has been fascinating, man. I'd love hearing your stories about psychedelics. And and by the way, just so YouTube doesn't give me any shit, we're not promoting any kind of drug use. Anybody no. just use your own. Um, consciousness when you decide to use a drug or not use a drug but you know i think everybody should always do their own research when they before they use a drug i don't want people to think that i'm telling them that you know because i do use it i do i do i i, I i'm not i'm not I, you know I, I do use psychedelics but like i think everybody should kind of weigh their options because sometimes yeah. it affects different people differently right that's Some why i say have, i never recommend anyone do it if you if you're that person that feels it is right for you by all means, go ahead, but I would never recommend anyone do anything unless they know that it's right for, for themselves. Yeah, I agree. That's well said. Well, dude, dude you're awesome, man. I would I could talk to you Thank forever. You. Like I, This was so great getting to know you, and uh, I'd love to do this again. Can you tell everybody yeah. where to find you? And thank you, and I'll come on your show anytime. Yeah, okay. for sure. We're going to have to do that. Yes, you can find us. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. It's also the Forbidden Knowledge Network. That's where we feature a bunch of podcasts from our community, Raised by Giants, Understanding Propaganda, Day Zero, and many more. Uh, you, we're on all podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, any of those. Rockfin, check that out. That's where you get our premium stuff. We are also on Rumble and Odyssey. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Chris. It was nice. Again, it was nice getting to know you. Thank you, brother, man. We're going to do it again, and uh, I'll send you uh, some calendar invites so we can get you on mine. All right. Awesome. Thanks.